Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the How Do You Do Review here on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. On Bell MTS Channel 713 here in Churchill and across Manitoba. And, of course, on The Rock in St. John's, Newfoundland on CHMR 93.5 FM. Jost over here. Welcome to the show. The day I've been waiting for over the last 14 years has finally come. Somaphore has released a brand new album, their first since Foundations came out in 2007, which I frequently described on this very program as the best album you've never heard. Well, maybe we have a new one to add to that list. Their new record is called The Weighted Names of Our Time and came out this week. Who are Somaphore, you might ask? Well, it's a songwriting partnership between Tony Hawkins and Tim Friesen, who are no strangers to the How Do You Do Review, if you've listened to us before. We're going to talk to the both of them a little later on, but for now, let's jump right into it. Here's a lead track. It's called Whose Hand Is This? here on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. 
Oklahoma 4 is a singer-songwriting partnership between Tony Hawkins, who writes the lyrics, and Tim Friesen, who writes the music. They met during their last year of high school in Killarney, Manitoba, back in the year 2000. In the year 2000! Yeah. In the year 2000! And uh, they almost immediately hit it off, and I've been a big fan since then, and it's my pleasure to welcome them back to the program. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure. Now, who wants to tell the origin story of Soma 4? Oh, that's, um, I, I think it, I think it goes back to, what was it, grade 12 biology class? Is that, or, or maybe it was, maybe, pre-calculus math, maybe even. Oh, could have been. Because I, you know, I didn't take grade 12 biology, I, I took grade 11 biology, but not, uh, grade 12. Okay, I'm misremembering. I do, I do recall, though, uh, standing in in line in the gym for you know picture day of uh, grade 12 year and uh and standing uh you know adjacent to uh to you and tim banman and uh and we we kind of we kind of hit it off a little bit there i think that was uh that was one of our earliest conversations where where we you know that was the beginning of our friendship mm-hmm I also recall the first time I read some of your lyrics, um, uh, you were with um, a group that was skateboarding downtown um, uh, across from the co-op, and you had yeah. your notebook there, and I'm like, oh, what's this? And uh, you said, this is some of my lyrics, and, and I read through, I'm like, oh, this is really great stuff. I'm like, this would make great songs, and uh, that was the first time that I thought that that would be a... A, a fun partnership to kind of work with and later on i think um you were tutoring uh me with pre-calculus math i wasn't doing so well and uh we uh right. did some songwriting in between uh some tutoring sessions from what i recall or maybe a couple points uh yeah that's that, that sounds right, right. Uh, yeah i i think so that sounds about right i i yeah, those those early days. Um, I don't I don't know that there were a lot of like I think there was really only kind of one song that um, you know, maybe a couple that that we wrote during you know kind of that that early formative time that that actually made it onto any of our projects. Um, we we definitely became more uh, more prolific and and kind of hit our stride uh, in in terms of a writing partnership uh, after we moved to Winnipeg. Right, right. Uh, So do you, do you happen to remember the very first, first song that really, uh, that really clicked for you guys that you said, Hey, this is, this really worked out well. Uh, We should do some more of this. Do you, uh, do you guys remember the first one? One of the first was leaving, was it not? But that was also letting you down and love and failures. Those those were definitely early ones. I feel like like leaving might have been might have been the first. Um, but yeah, I I do recall uh, letting you down. Eleven failures. Say um, those were all uh, songs that that ended up on the on the first project um, that that were written in Killarney. Um, it was that 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 
our first project was kind of split in in half in terms of where we wrote it. Uh, some of it was in Killarney, and then some of it was uh, was completed after we moved to Winnipeg. But Leaving was written kind of as a uh, you know sort of graduation song. It's it's about you know leaving leaving your hometown after after finishing school and and you know going out into the into the wide world. Um, so yeah, that that would have been definitely one of the the first songs and. Feels like one of the the first songs that uh, that we recorded, as as I can recall. Yeah, like like your initial That's recordings right. were done definitely more uh, in a lo-fi way. Just probably, of course, you know, just due to the resources that you had. Um, you guys moved on to two fabulous studio albums with uh, something between a line a laugh and foundations. The latter being released in two thousand seven. Here it is, fourteen years later. And you recorded this album at your home studio, Tim, with you recording all the instruments. Do you do you feel like this is part of like um like like an evolution of the Soma Four, uh, a brand, <laughs> for lack of a better word, or or was this just more of a right place, right time kind of uh, record? Um, that is a good question. I, I think these songs that um, had. Uh, or this collection of lyrics that Tony had um, uh, given me around, I think, 2018. Um, uh, once we had, I think we had worked on a couple of things with Monday to Friday Idiots uh, that uh, incorporated some of Tony's lyrics, things that hadn't been um, used in the past as well. And then Tony had mentioned, you know, I have these other lyrics um, that we didn't use for previous Somaphore records. And it was uh, I had started working on them and demoing them and sending them to Tony. And then when the pandemic hit, I thought it would be, they would be fun ones to orchestrate and, and see how they would turn out. It was all just kind of a lot of the mixed craft projects that were recorded at home in 2020 were all just a, a kind of a way to pass the time, maybe an evolution of, of writing, but also just a way to stay busy um, when uh, other music projects weren't kind of active and there wasn't a lot going on. so And these uh, songs were, were uh, great to work on because they were kind of, they, they weren't really fully fleshed out yet. They had a, a lot of places they could go, a lot of di- different directions they could go. Um, so it was just really nice to um, start from scratch, just recording the piano and... Um, uh, filling in different parts, experimenting with different tempos and um, different uh, instrumentation, working with drum loops and uh, different drum re- rhythms. And uh, I think that maybe it became an evolution of the writing um, for the project. It definitely gave more freedom to um, experiment with new textures and new sounds. And there was just so much time and that uh that early lockdown kind of to to do that the school wasn't busy for me and um bands that i had played with were not playing anymore and um yeah so definitely that um influenced that and i think they were all lyrically they were uh, a fit for that time as well there was a lot of lyrics that to me kind of felt a little bit dealing with isolation or felt that kind of that feeling kind of influenced that um the uh, orchestration and the arrangements and uh, what it kind of came to be yeah uh, i think i don't know if that answers your question but 
Well, I think I th- I think so. Uh, Tony, do you have anything to add in in, in that respect? Yeah, well, I think the um, you know to kind of touch on on a few points that uh, that Tim brought up there. Um, I mean, I think the the sound uh, is is kind of of its time, um, you know, again, because of the, uh, the, the isolation of, of the lockdowns that, uh, that we all went through. Um, and the interesting thing about the lyrics is that they do kind of span quite a long period of time. Um, some of them were, were written, uh, I think around the time of, of, uh, when we were working on our second project typecast, um, and, and they ended up, you know, not being used, uh, for those projects. And I think, uh, yeah, into the the next ones as well. There, a lot of the songs on this album are ones that were written quite a long time ago, um, but ne- never really fit the the projects at that time. But now, um, you know, after Tim has had the the time to to kind of work on them and and um, really bring out a, a, a new sound. Um, as he has, and 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 this this new album is definitely uh, a progression in the the sound, um, or or an evolution as as you might call it. Um, it it kind of gave it gave a different feel and a different weight to to those words that were written a long time ago, um, and and kind of makes them feel much more uh, you know of their time now. Yeah, yeah, like um, that brings me to actually to my next uh my next point yeah was was that one of the songs on the album uh you call it winston um i had heard that as a demo i believe uh it was called uh, cricket before i think that was the 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 demo tune for it and um yeah it, it's it's really neat to to see to see to see those kind of reimagined um in into into this record now that, that that was something else i wanted to to ask um so you you write the lyrics tony and can you can you can you kind of describe the process and tony or tim you can jump in here when you give your lyrics to tim uh do you have kind of an idea of 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 how he's going to uh gonna process that into music like do you do you say yeah this is gonna be more of a of a mellow tune or this one's gonna be more upbeat or do you usually let tim uh kind of take that take that side of it and and figure that out yeah so there there's there's definitely a um I, I don't know if I would call it a particular process but um you know i I write the the lyrics um really independently of, of any music. I don't write to anything that, uh, to any melodies that, that Tim has already written. Um, I do sometimes write lyrics to melodies of other songs, um, uh, that, uh, to kind of, uh, give myself a, you know, a rhythm in terms of the, the cadence of the lyrics. But, uh, once, once I've written them and, and I pass them along, I might, uh, I might occasionally, you know, provide some, some ideas of, of kind of what I have in mind. Um, uh, when, when I give them to Tim, but, uh, really it's, it's kind of a mystery to me, uh, what it's going to turn out to, to be after, after I hand them over. And I, I, I love that because it, it allows me to be a fan of, of my own project. Um, because I, you know, again, I, I have a hand in, in the creation, but as a, as a music listener, 
that's that's all Tim, and and I get to to just kind of absorb that. Um, and then as as he's writing it, I, I might have some you know feedback as it's going. So I, I kind of influence the the uh, the end point, but the those those initial steps of you know writing a melody, just coming up with with the the sound of the song, uh, that's all him. Yeah, and Tim, I, I that that's a really good uh, uh, segue into asking you about uh, about your part in the writing process, Tim. And um, so when you receive the lyrics from Tony, um, do you, what, what do you do in terms of, of how you, how you'll read it and whether, uh, and how much feedback, like, will you get from Tony? Like, will you just go ahead and write the lyrics or sorry, write the music and be like, Hey, this, what do you think of this, Tony? Um, yeah. Why don't you just kind of tell us about that, that part of the, uh, the process once you get the lyrics from Tony. Well, um, I kind of think back to some of our some of our best writing sessions where we did actually try some in person where Tony would give me the lyrics at the University of Manitoba in some of the practice rooms, and I'd sit down with it for the first time. So I remember when he gave me the lyrics for Goodbye My Friends and was put in front of me. And I usually don't like to think too long about what the melody is going to be or what the chords are going to be. I, I look at the lyrics, I do a quick like once over to see kind of uh, generally what I feel might it might might sound like with the collection of the words and kind of give it an uh, yeah um, an overall scan, but not to really think too much and just try to try to be in the moment um, to create a chord and melody like uh, as quickly as possible. And then I start singing and playing chords at the same time and come up with the first thing that comes to mind. And I do remember um, some of those University of Manitoba writing sessions where sometimes the first thing that I came up with didn't really work. And so in 2018, when I was working kind of on my own at home, this is pre-pandemic, but when I first got this collection of lyrics that, that Tony had had, um, had sent, um, that uh, I sat down at... Uh, at the piano kind of thinking in that same way and just tried to come up with something. And I think with a couple of them, I, I came up with one idea and Tony was like, well, I think that it would sound more like this. I actually sent it to him pretty quickly after I had come up with something. I sent him an iPhone demo of what it was. And with, uh, with a couple of them, he's like, yeah, that that's the right idea. This is what I'm going for. Then a couple others, he's like, I think it maybe could sound a little like maybe a little different um with a little bit of feedback and then i i go back to the drawing board and come up with something a little bit different um and then likewise with some of the arrangements too so sometimes when we were working with these uh tracks i would um uh, yeah, c- come up with an arrangement and maybe it wasn't working quite so well and so and tony would come in with uh, some really good feedback to to help the the progression along the evolution of the song. Um, but yeah, I think the initial nuts and bolts of the melody and the chords, um, and the, like the voc- the vocal line would, I would try to do as quickly as possible. Cause I feel like that, um, is the best way to capture a spontaneous moment and to have it, to fe- have it feel right. The more I think about it, the, the more it can sometimes get bogged down with, um, 
with some, and so we did have some of the songs like that where too much thought with maybe with some of the ones on foundation where we really put a lot of thought into those ideas and oh, we yeah. worked quite a bit on that. And, um, but yeah, this, this collection, I think it really tried to be as spontaneous as, as possible and not overthink things. Yeah. And, and I think it, I think it has that feel to it. And I mean, you've done a, a ton of, of solo work in your career, whether it was demos, whether, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the different kinds of different kinds of albums, whether it's been kind of lo-fi or something like the evening project done through uh, garage band, things like that. Um, do you approach Soma 4 differently when it comes to writing the music than, than maybe your uh, your other solo projects? interesting you say that because i think when we were like working on these songs that uh, started again in 2018 um uh some of them did sound like soma for songs and i think soma for developed a sound through the um through the the first collection of uh well the first four track uh album what we laughingly call the past and then the mini disc record typecast there was a sound that kind of developed through that writing process that carried on into foundation so um with this project it was nice to reference that sound but then as tony was saying take it to a new a new level where it was maybe an homage to the sound but we were exploring new territory, new sonic depth, uh, weightier melodies and heavier chord changes. And it, um, yeah, like Tony was saying, it gave, gave the words a greater meaning and depth by doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, and you recognize that, and this has been a, a 20 year songwriting partnership. Do you find that when you guys revisit Soma 4, uh, do you find that, you find that sound naturally or do you, do you think that's something like you said that maybe, maybe you reference when you, uh, when you get back to the drawing board? Um, yeah. You can go ahead, Tony, with this one. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, for, for me, obviously I've, I've written, written lyrics that have ended up on, on a couple of different projects. Um, and, and there is definitely a sense of what, you know, so some definitely have a, a clear kind of demarcation of what is a Soma 4 song and what's not. Um, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, if, if people wanted to, to kind of analyze the, the lyrical content, there, there probably are some, some similar themes in terms of, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, abstraction and, uh, uh you know, internal uh, focus uh, to to Soma for his lyrics uh, uh, sometimes, um, and that's that's something that uh, uh, you know kind of helps at least guide the decision of, of what what could work and 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 maybe what can't uh, with a Soma for project. Um, yeah, in terms of the the sound, I think you know maybe some of that comes comes through. Um, in terms of the, you know, the, the lyrical content, I'm sure influences the, you know, the, the mood of the, the sound that the Tim ends up, uh, you know, producing and, and that, that kind of guides 
how you know i, I guess whatever the the signature somaphore sound is um it uh, it definitely comes partly out of the the lyrical content okay yeah and 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 speaking mm-hmm. speaking Definitely. of speaking of the writing process tony like uh you know like like you said it's been it's been 20 years do you find that your writing process has maybe changed over uh over time and um and what heck what is your writing process do you just jot down lyrics when you when you kind of think about it do you have to kind of you know being a being a busy parent, do you have to kind of set aside set aside time to be creative, or is it a, a um, an impulsive type thing? Um, I mean, that's that's a question that's uh, in in some ways hard to answer now because because of how little I, I write these days. Um, it's been a long time since since I've uh, you know actually put pen to paper and, and written an entirely new. Uh, you know, uh, piece of, of anything. Um, uh, as I mentioned, the, like the, the lyrics of this new project, uh, span quite a, a long period of time in, in terms of when they were written. Um, and, uh, a, a lot of them, uh, you know, besides the ones that were, that were already written as songs, uh, uh, quite a while ago, a lot of the the stuff that's new to Tim that uh, that he would have received uh, just a couple of years ago uh, were were still lyrics that were written uh, quite a while ago. Um, I kind of scoured my my notebooks for unused content that um, that I thought maybe could still could still work, um, and I think that that. Um, that is kind of a testament to to Tim's skill that he was able to take lyrics that that I had written a, a long time ago and, and um, I wouldn't say abandoned, but uh, never never thought that they would make a you know uh, a decent end product. Um, and the the music and the melodies that uh, that Tim has brought to them has has elevated them to to you know in some cases uh, I think some of our some of our best work. Um, in terms of the 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 process for writing them, uh, you know, going back to, to the beginning, it definitely has changed, um, and and there there are kind of different styles or methods that I've used to uh, uh, to write lyrics. Um, like our second project, Typecast, was was named that because I I wrote uh, pretty much all of the lyrics on a on a typewriter. It was. Um, that kind of informed the the structure of the of the lyrics and um you know they're the way that the way that you do it uh you know the the method does uh kind of influence the the end product um yeah cool yeah and uh tony like what is it because you and you've said that you've uh, you know written lyrics for uh, for other various projects, but what is it about Tim that you find yourself able to express yourself through him that you that you still you know keep going back to this uh, this this melodic and you know and successful well as you as you will. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that that. You know, I, I don't think there's a, a, um, a conscious or deliberate uh, kind of reason or purpose behind that. Um, you know, we, we were 
we were friends and both interested in, in music. And, um, you know, we kind of came together as these, these two halves. I mean, I, I don't really have, uh, any, uh, musical talent myself, or at least, uh, uh, no, no musical skill. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, having, you know, having these lyrics that, uh, that were, you know, suitable for, for, uh, putting to, to music Tim just brought that we were we were kind of two halves that, that came together and um, we just kind of found that that it worked um, you know the kind of stuff that that I was interested in writing uh, Tim was really able to to come to that and and bring out uh, a sound that that fit um, so yeah I think it's just put the puzzle pieces happen to, to fall together and in a, a really fortuitous way. Cool. Uh, Tim, same question. What is it about Tony that you find yourself to be able to express your music through through his lyrics? Well, I, I, I felt, I guess, maybe a, a kinship in the writing, um, um, a shared interest in, in music. I think when we first um, started working together, we both liked, uh, yeah, a lot of the same we liked a lot of the same bands, um, but the poetic nature of the writing really drew me to it. Um, there was um, a, uh, a real thoughtfulness to the words that were written. Um, uh, there was a care to the writing. There was a nice a simplicity at times as well that that I was drawn to. Uh, that I remember first reading some of the was the first time I remember anyways reading some of his lyrics and just thinking these are these look to me as would be great songs they they looked uh, like songs and I, I kind of I felt them at that moment so there was kind of the I was drawn to to it and I guess drawn to the spirit of, of the writing and uh, I think that brought a kinship and um, we were able to share the progression of our friend group as well to Winnipeg and um, uh, through a lot of very creative people too. And so I think the project also grew through um, the Queef Media uh, Collective um, because we were working with other people that were also very creative. And um, I think that also uh, spurred us on uh, in our creative development um, through like 2001 to 2000 three or maybe even up to 2005 when we were really active with a lot of our most prolific span, I would say. Yeah, that's a great answers. Um, just a couple, a uh, couple more questions for you guys. Um, are there any plans in the works? I know it's kind of early yet. The album just came out and we're still kind of figuring this pandemic out and things keep getting worse when we think that they're going to be getting better. Um, but is there any plans in the works for at least a potential album release uh, type thing? Have you even thought that far? Is that even something that you're going to consider? <laughs> like an out, like a, like an, as like an album yeah. release party. I mean, not like an album like release because it already has been uh, released. I guess yeah. we'll get to that right now. Uh, where can we find this album? Uh, well, it's uh, live on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, YouTube Music, uh, and 
probably a couple dozen other platforms uh, uh, coming over the next little while. Uh, but uh, all your all your major yeah all your major streaming services and uh, and stores uh, should be available there uh, shortly if it isn't already. Super. Okay. Sorry to kind of just butt in there, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, an album release party maybe someday. It would be nice. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it. I've, I, um, I'm, I guess I'm not very good at that. And uh, over the the pandemic, I've been I put out a couple already, and I just uh, haven't uh, gotten around to uh, doing a release party for it, anything lately. But that it would be nice. Yeah, yeah you have a you have something a, that happens. You have a few yeah. few albums to uh, have a release party for yet, I suppose. Eh? The list list kind of keeps on growing. Yeah. With uh, with you know, the, it, with we the do have, stuff. Uh, maybe it's, it's the next question, but we we have uh, two more perspective somaphore uh, releases. You know, <laughs> were you reading my uh, reading my card here? Yeah, like uh, that, that was what I was going to ask. I, I I was hoping that it is not going to be another fourteen years between projects, but it sounds like you got a couple on the go. Are you going to release one fourteen years from now and the other twenty eight years from now? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, these ones uh, are are finished already. At least the uh, Mixcraft recordings of them, and they are uh, re-recordings of of two previous works, our our first two records. Oh, you did go back to the to the first record. I knew that you guys were uh, redoing Typecast, and uh, for those that listen to the show, know that Typecast. I'm just I'm cuckoo for, and uh, these these new these the revisiting of Typecast. I'm. I'm so excited to hear that, but I was not aware that you guys were were going back to the to the first one. That's great. Yeah, eventually all all of our all of our content will be uh, will be you know more widely available and not just uh, uh, you know home produced uh, burned CDs and and uh, self made uh, copies that are scattered among our, our few friends. Now you don't think this is going to get uh, all uh, Star Wars special edition on us, do you? Uh, n- not Star Wars special edition. Um, what what can I uh, put it to? May- maybe more like I don't know, Blade Runner director's <laughs> cut. <or>? Cool. <laughs> uh, I can I can I can tell you that uh, you know. The if you if you listen to this this new album, you'll kind of get a sense of the the new sound uh, that I think kind of carries through to uh, to these next two projects. But uh, for for the people that that are familiar with them and and have heard those you know super lo-fi uh, rough recordings uh, as they existed previously. Um, I, I think uh, fans of of the of those uh, projects will will be more than pleased with the with the newer versions. Um, I I myself think that uh, you know the, these are, are going to be the the definitive recordings of these songs. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, from from what I've heard of of I've been privy enough to listen to some of the the new typecast stuff, and I and I tend to agree that it's not so much uh you know george lucas insisting that these were the albums that he would have made if uh if only he had the the resources to do so but um no like uh i'm 
I'm super excited for the typecast one, like I said, and just to just to hear. This is usually I like to think that I have my thumb on the pulse of uh, of the kind of stuff that you guys are doing, but I'm I'm super super excited that uh, that we're going to be hearing hearing more more Soma for so. That, that's great. I, I want to thank you guys for joining me. I know that uh, you guys are both very busy. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just excited that there's that there's new new Soma for to be heard and and like they said folks on pretty much all the digital streaming platforms and uh, again independent artists once uh, once they end up on the actual stores and end up on bandcamp, I hope that you you give them your your support to keep on on making this music. Tim and Tony, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Joe. It was a pleasure. Great bleeding bottled bubbles, halt, I say. You hop with Grace Astounding. Grace Astounding. Need someone healthy by a boiling cup. Boiling cup. Far away in fantasy. Far away in fantasy. Along the curl, the calming chords will land. Quiet men I asked you for a lie 
beautiful tune there. That's called Love to Try, and that comes from the band Hotel Lights, which is fronted by Ben Folds 5 drummer Darren Jesse, and that was from their self-titled debut record released back in 2006. Before that was brand spankin' new Somaphore. That was called Winston, and that comes from their new record release just this week called The Weighted Names of Our Time. We also started the show with the first song from that album, and that was called Whose Hand Is This? It's always a treat to talk to Tony and Tim about their musical partnership, and I've been lucky, so lucky, to watch them from the very beginning, from their lo-fi four-track and mini-disc recordings, to studio albums with a full band, to this record, which Tim recorded at his home studio in Winnipeg, and produced with the help of one of his frequent collaborators, Craig Boychuk. And as they alluded to in our chat, there is more on the way. Very exciting. Check out their material on Bandcamp, the iTunes Store, and of course, all of the major streaming platforms. We're almost at the end of the program already. And I figured since we just heard from Darren Jesse, we'll play some music from a band that he's better known in, a favorite of Tim and mine. Here's some Ben Folds 5 on the How Do You Do Review, CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg, and... CHMR 93.5 FM in St. John's. I thought about sitting on the floor in second grade. I couldn't keep the pace. I thought I was the only one moving in slow motion while the other kids knew something I did not. But if I acted like a clown, I thought it'd get me through. It did, but that don't work no more. You're not a kid no more. I thought I'd do some traveling, never did. Watching TV, drinking beer I thought about the things I thought about Until immobilized with fear And all the great ideas I had And how we just made fun Of those who had the guts to try and fail And then I ended up
about the future I've got desire But I can't exercise it on my own Graffin there with one from his underrated solo album. The song is called Predicament, and the album is called American Legion, released back in 1997. Graffin is, of course, the frontman of Bad Religion, and this album was a definite departure from what we were used to out of him, but this is a very personal album written around the time of the breakup of his marriage, and though it's a tragic muse, it made for an incredible album, and thanks to Tony Hawkins years back, for the recommendation of that one. Before that was Ben Folds 5 and the song Regrets from their 1999 album, the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Mesner. And kind of like Soma 4, we had to wait almost as long between their last two albums as Ben Folds 5 didn't come out with a new record until 2012. 
I want to thank Tim Friesen and Tony Hawkins for joining me earlier to talk about their newest album as Soma 4. Again, the album is called The Weighted Names of Our Time, and you can get it anywhere you stream or buy records online. And if you listen to it and you like it, why not buy the thing? Independent artists need all the support they can get, and we in Community Radio try to do our part in connecting you with this great music. The How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg and was recorded this week in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our good friends at CHMR 93.5 FM in St. John's, Newfoundland. You can find us online, head to howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com or find us on Facebook or Meta or whatever the heck they're calling it these days. Either way, it's there. And you can check out the websites of our stations too, ckuw.ca and chmr.ca for news, program schedules, all that fun stuff. Hey, make sure your block heaters are working. Your car will appreciate it this winter. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you.